to the Brother Cousins podcast. Today, this is episode 49, finishing up our September stuff with kind of something a little bit different. The Brother Cousins and I have been working really hard uh, and putting out a lot of content that's been pretty heavy, pretty um, impactful, at least to us. And so we're going to take things a little bit easier today. It's been over a year since we launched the project together. And so we're going to be talking today about what's going on, doing some life updates, talking about what we're interested in right now, what the Lord is teaching us. And uh, hopefully that discussion about our Christian experience at the this minute will be helpful and, and edifying to you. Also going to aim to go a little bit shorter than we normally would. And we have a couple of things at the end of the episode about the future plans for the rest of the month and then what we want to do a little bit in October. So that's what we're going to do today. So today here with uh, Jared Wells and Jeffrey Wells. Hey guys. Hello. That wasn't awkward at all. Okay, good. So anyway, uh, the other I was talking to my friend the other day who's kind of awkward, kind of like me, and he was telling a story about a friend of his who's an opt- optometrist. And I told him that he was an an octometrist because he is awkward and that's we went to the same school to be awkward and uh, he totally agreed so uh, we're going to actually start with with jeffrey who you can't see smirking but he is behind that mustache and beard of his so jeffrey um man it's been a year since we did this when you have young kids life moves fast job moves fast uh what's up with your with your wells family right now well, you said it, uh, things are moving pretty fast. You know, we said in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic response that we weren't going to get busy again. And we allowed ourselves to get busy again. <laughs> and my mind is shifting a little bit on this. I, I feel like in America, we we wear our busyness as a badge of honor. Um, and just reflecting on some of our life, some of our work, I'm realizing that we've allowed ourselves to get a little bit too busy. Um, we've we've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old who are both, we're doing kind of a hybrid homeschool, public school type thought process right now where they go to school a couple of days per week to a, a Mother's Day Out program. Um, and then we do two days a week at home and just trying to figure out what we feel like is going to be best for our family. Um, so that, that's been an exciting venture trying to find some homeschool curriculum and, and things that are going to be fun and, and teachable for our daughters. Um, Hannah has been going to a lot of doctor's appointments because she is pregnant. And so we're expecting our third in March. Um, Jared knew that. I don't think Christopher knew that. Congratulations, man. I did not know that. That's fantastic. That we haven't told just a ton of people. Um, but yeah, so March, I'm going to be busy, um, wow. but it's the good kind of busy. Cause I'll be sitting there taking care of a baby. So, wow. Um, what a blessing from God. That's great, man. Yes, sir. We, we're, we're very pleased about it. Um, in terms of of church work, you know, down here at Concord Church of Christ, you know, we've just had a lot of really good things going. Um, there's been a lot of seeds that have been planted and watered, and 
Um, God has been bountiful in the increase and, and we're just so encouraged and so thankful for that. Um, that's the kind of busy that, that we really want to be devoting our lives to. Uh, that's one of the reasons that we moved down here in the first place. And um, that's one of the reasons why, as, as Hannah and I have kind of talked to one another, we've realized that we've allowed ourselves to to get busier in some other things. And so getting back to some of the foundation of of really doing what what we intended to do whenever we moved down here. Um, on a personal scale, um, you know, I've really been going through the book of Psalms. I think Christopher, you have as well. We've talked about that in a couple of episodes, hinted around yeah. it, but it's kind of my, my personal studies. Uh, I, I've mentioned really after mom's passing, um, I spent a lot more time in the Psalms than I probably ever have. And, um, there's just some very encouraging messages in the book of Psalms, very relatable messages. And, um, although I'm not in the same dark spot that I was a year ago, the Psalms continue to to have some very good instruction and really hit on some, some veins that I, I need to learn about. And so the way that I normally try to start out my morning is, um, reading a chapter of the Psalms. And then I have what's called the ESV illuminated scripture journal. And, and what that is, is, you know, you open the book up and on one page on the left, you have the chapter. And then on the right, you have just a blank space for notes. And so that allows me to think through and meditate on the chapter, jot down some notes about what I believe the intention of the writing was. And then I try to start picking out some of the things that David prays about. And uh, really, by doing that, it's helped me really change my prayer life. Um, it, it's it's made me think differently about prayer and about what I can pray to God for. And it's opened up a, a whole new realm of of communication with God. And so that's been a major blessing. You know, you see the humanity in David, but you also see the the character and the goodness of God um, in a lot of his prayers. And so that's that's been a really, really fun project that I've been working on. And I'm I'm excited to be able to continue doing that since the Psalms is so long. It's going to be a project that's going to be ongoing for quite a while, I believe. Um, and we're also doing some studies, um, marriage enrichment type studies with some members down here, um, getting to do a biweekly study with some some fellow Christians up from the Washington and Oregon, California areas. And uh, that's been a blessing as well. And so um, getting to hear some of their perspectives and some of the things that are going on in their world um, has just been very thought provoking and very interesting. And so just excited. We've got a lot of, of really, really good work going on and we praise God every day for the opportunity to, to be able to be involved in that work. Yeah. It sounds like there is a lot going on and uh, that you're right about the, the glorification of busy. You know, some people like brag about how busy they are, but I think it really takes some wisdom and discernment when you hear someone say, you know, I really want to do this good thing, but if I do that, that means I won't be able to say yes to some other good things that I have to have the, the bandwidth to say yes to. So it is hard to know. So, uh, yeah, anything else that 
interesting to you or you know hobby wise i know that you're a hunter you're gearing up for a hunting season taking any more um big hunts this year i don't have any any major hunts that are really planned i'm actually trying to find the time just to go on regular hunts um we've got a lot of exciting things going on in october that are are oriented some with church work some of it is because hannah's pregnant we were supposed to go on our 10-year anniversary trip um this december january but uh we don't want her to be miserable during that trip and so we're we're moving some of that that up to to celebrate in a way that um she's actually going to be fun and not sick and not exhausted all the time and so um you know we're actually considering going up to Stillwater for a little bit of time and and reminiscing on some of the early phases of our relationship and um I think that'll be good we're, we're planning a camping trip with our girls around that same time and so um Charlie and I'm ashamed to say this so don't hate me Christopher Charlie's almost three and she's never been camping and so we're gonna we're gonna start making some time for for those types of things um I drew a hunt down in Lexington Oklahoma that I'm gonna go on of course get to hunt on some farmland uh we are getting to my favorite season though it it is an amazing opportunity to sit in a, a tree stand and watch sunrise sunset and and enjoy God's creation in a way that some people will probably never experience yeah the other morning I was on a conference call I was working from my home office and I was leading a staff meeting when all of a sudden I'm like hang on you guys I had I had to take a picture because up out of the creek like literally 20 feet from my window where I was sitting came a a, a doe she was a young doe she just came right up out of the creek and was sniffing around in the grass and I got some pictures of her she was beautiful but it was just so wild that she was right there and yeah they're they're starting to move and and do what they do there, I know there's a lot of deer on my place, so it's pretty exciting to see that. That's, you know, some of my favorite hunts were hunts that I didn't shoot anything. Um, I just watched. There was a hunt last year that I'd already tagged out on bucks, and I saw two really, really nice bucks. And I just watched them both for about 30 minutes and just watched them in their natural habitat. And it was just, it, just amazing very enjoyable yeah it's it's a great time of the year i love the fall it's my favorite time of the year um you know kind of turn it to jared for a minute jared i know that in your world that's ginning season really cranks up and that's where things get quote unquote wild and woolly for you and your family as you take your responsibilities um managing the gin very seriously so uh obviously you're gearing up for that what else is going on with you and in, in the clan that's the the biggest thing we've got going on right now is trying to be ready um we had really weird growing season where it was mostly hot and dry and we started catching rain late but it looked like guys were going to be harvesting cotton by now and we were fortunate in that that didn't happen um but we're trying to 
to be ready to roll when these guys start pulling cotton off and get that figured out. It's going to be a, a short season likely, and it will be short on bales. We just don't know time-wise if these guys will be able to get in the field and get it all harvested and kind of what that's going to look like. Um, but that's that's the main main thing going on right now. We've started some new studies in the congregation with some small groups and kept some others going uh, as far as study focus goes. I have kind of stayed on the kingdom idea. And from a theological point of view, it has changed some perspective on how I view some things in God's word and the way they interact with our lives on a day-to-day basis. Um, I'll kind of leave it open at that for the, the sake of this context. And then we're doing a weekly or sorry, a monthly group study. And I don't know, I think there's 15 people invited. We normally have six to eight show up. Um, We're going through the book of Romans one chapter at a time. And it's one of those things where we get to sit down and spend four hours once a month going through one chapter of Romans. And uh, it's been really good. That has become a book that I spend a lot of time in. Um, and it, it has also changed how I've used some things and, and what exactly Paul was getting at with some of his thought process. And, and it all stems from <clears throat> stuff we've talked about previously, COVID measures and Christian response to not just those things, but our world in general, um, trying to change the mindset from, I'm kind of just waiting for my bus ride out of here, as it were. And uh, from there, it's, you know, just raising six children. Ty will be 16 in February. Eden just turned. So it'd be 16 months and has finally decided she's going to walk. So, oh, awesome. Um, she has been the most different from all of our children. She's the slowest walker. Um, I think Rachel was slower when she was a baby or right at the same time frame. Um, but she crawled different. She sucks her two middle fingers on her left hand instead of her thumb. And from everything I can tell, she's going to be left-handed. Um, she primarily eats with her left hand. She grabs stuff with her left hand. She just acts like she's going to be a southpaw. So she is just, just rewriting the script all over the place for us. Um, she was the only kid we had that scooted instead of crawled. Yeah. It's, it's funny because when y'all were at our house a couple of weeks ago, which was a blast and we, we had such a good time having y'all there, she started, she was crawling all around the house like that. And then Jay started imitating her, even though he's running. Right. And it was really right. funny to see him doing that. Yeah. And she's still faster at that, but she will, she's, she's kind of figuring out she does like to go on two legs instead of scooting like that. So so you know, much more trouble you can get into on two feet. Jared, you've probably seen this since, you know, you've seen it multiple times. Um, once they realize that they can carry things while walking, that's the kicker. Charlie, well, Charlie fought walking for a bit until she realized that she could carry things. And then it was, she took off from there. 
I think that was the biggest holdup for her was the way she scooted. She could carry stuff because she only used one arm. Um, and, you know, like I said, she's primarily, primarily left-handed, so she would hold stuff in the left hand and use that right hand to propel herself forward. And I really think that slowed down her desire to walk because she could now, once she figured out, like she was standing in the middle of the living room the other night and stooped, picked up a big book and stood up with that. She's like, I can't move this down on the ground, which it was too heavy for her to move standing up either. But she's, she's figured out that I probably could move that if I was upright and walking. So it's just been a, been a process, but she's she's finally doing that and we've got going on 16 12 11 no 12 10 8 2 fixing to be 3 in 16 months so Alice's birthday is coming up 10 4 so a 3 year old on our hands wow but we're, which Rachel's already been at the gym, um, trying to do more this year to help me get ready, um, get paperwork in order so that once we start hiring people, it'll be, uh, easy, smooth sailing and, uh, just ready to rock and roll so we can get this thing in the books as quick as possible and as efficient as possible. And like everything else, the energy rates increase has hit our industry as well so but. is the co-op doing anything to help you out with that uh, we're not co-op we're independent oh, okay and then we're um we're with excel so they're not a co-op either but as far as energy suppliers go co-ops the people to be with right far and away so it's you know just in we're real fortunate. The two guys we have that are our generous are just top notch. Um, I was talking to a gen manager the other day and he just ran it on and on about how great his gender was. And thought, I mean, I guess if you say so, I would put our two up against anybody. And I mean, our two guys are known throughout the industry. It does definitely make a leader's job easier when he's got people working with him that he can trust and know their business. And they do. It's so we do have, have I was just going to say, we have insurance guys running around the country right now. Bowl counts started today. So we'll find out where we are, how much of this cotton is going to be plowed up, how much will have to be harvested. Speaking of insurance, do you have any special plans to keep uh, gen fires down to a minimum this season? No, I mean, nothing more than we usually do. Um, we've got a really good system. If it can catch it in the right spot, you know, from all appearances, it looks like what happened last year was an arc inside of a junction box and you know, what do you do with that? Just try to catch it quickly and get it put out. And our insurance guys, they were pretty astounded. I think I've, I've told you guys, he came back. So we caught fire on a Wednesday. He came back on Monday, the following Monday, 
And I was at the gym and he asked Rachel, he said, so are y'all running? And he kind of chuckled because he was trying to lighten the mood and make a joke and let us know that he wasn't too worried about it. And Rachel said, yeah, they're running right now. And he was astounded because of how bad it appeared at the first, but lots of good help getting that thing up and going. And we had minimal downtime. So I hope that's the worst fire we have for the next several years. Yeah. Fires and cotton don't mix. Right. And I'm glad nobody got hurt. I mean, that's, that's a huge blessing as well. Yeah, that was, and you know, you get the, the guy from the office out there trying to put the fire out. It makes those guys in the plant tend to do more, try try to be more. And, um, you know, I just kept telling everybody don't, don't take any risk put out fire where you can put out fire. We supposed to have the fire department coming. They took a little bit, but they eventually did get here. So I'll tell you guys, another point of emphasis for study for me has been the idea of faith. Uh, in one of the small group studies we've got going, one of the first studies they wanted to do was the idea of what it means to truly believe. Mm. And so I built a study around that idea and tried to work through not just the biblical point of view of faith, but the, the overall what faith looks like. And, you know, we see the Bible tells us faith, substance, things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. And it's, it really is the motivator that drives how you live your life. It's your worldview, so right. to speak. Um, and that has pushed me to an idea where I'm trying to flesh out some thoughts on not just or flipping the phrase faith only to only faith Uh, or understanding that it's, it's not belief only it's moving at God's request and understanding your, what your obedience does before our God and trying to, to get some of the wording on that more correct. And I know, especially in our society where language is so fluid, it, probably doesn't matter much, but just, you know, using something that can propel hopefully some deeper study and what it means to believe, what it means to have faith in God specifically, because we all have faith in something. Sure. Um, But what that looks like. So. Yeah, that's an important part in uh, whenever, whenever things start threatening us and we, we will move to protect what we value and we will try to depend on what we really have faith in. And so sometimes these temptations that we experience, difficult situations, they really are telling about what's inside our heart. Yeah. And that's really where it started. Um, a few episodes ago, I used the passage about scattering the shirt, smiting the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty convicting for me when things got just a little bit uncomfortable where, where I turned and how I turned and the fear of America's falling, America's failing. And, and that's, you know, again, back to the kingdom of God and what the Christian response is to this and how we live within that and exemplify that in a way that we could be accused of promoting a kingdom the way our earliest brothers and sisters were. Right. Because right now, I think by and large, if anybody asked, does Jared Wells believe in a kingdom, someone would have to go, what do you, what do you mean a kingdom? He lives in America. 
He, he <laughs> believes in the government. Um, and I would like to change that perception. Yeah. Well, things have been pretty real for us, too, here recently. Um, it's kind of interesting that Jeffrey mentioned the psalm stuff. Not like we didn't really talk about it and coordinate that, but we've both been kind of digging on the Psalms, you know, that that ESV version of the uh you know Psalms journal Bible. I have one too, really enjoy that. And it's been a, a big help to me. I haven't been as methodical as Jeffrey has about the way I've approached those, but they've really been impacting a lot of my teaching in our local congregation and have really impacted the way I think about a lot of topics in the Bible. Just the Psalms has really been meaningful to me in the last several months. I've been talking to a friend of mine who's been going through some difficult stuff in his life, and they've really been a source of comfort and inspiration and centering for him as well. So that was part of my inspiration to, to go after those things. Um, so yeah, the Psalms are great. And what I have really been doing you know not as studious i would i would say both of you guys are probably more studious than i am in a lot of ways but i have been listening to the psalms sung um in some different versions out there on spotify there's a husband and wife duo that they go by the group name of poor bishop hooper you can find them on spotify i have a, a website and they have been on a three-year-long project to set every psalm in the scripture to music. And when I first came across, I wasn't crazy about it. It wasn't what I would normally turn to and listen. You know, it's uh, most of it's it's instrumental, but kind of minimally so. But their songs just have such a meditative quality to them that help you engage in the lyric of what God is actually saying in the psalms. That I find it really helpful. So I've been doing that a lot, and it's helped inform my prayer life as well, Jeffrey. And I guess um, we, oh, I think we all have emphases, different things we do more and less at different seasons in our life. And I've really been trying to focus and be a lot more diligent and specific about my prayer life. In my personal productivity system, which is essentially a box of index cards with several dividers, I have a little card for every day that says pray. And then I have a little folder inside there that has people and things I'm praying for and about. And that's been just super helpful to me to just take this little stack of cards and bow my head and pray. And I can pray about things and give thanks for different things and just be very, it's just something that helps me keep focused and, and disciplined on my prayer. And so that's one thing that's really worked for me and making sure I'm not leaving anybody out. Because I can pray with a purpose, you know, when I have somebody, I'm like, I'm going to pray for these people. And I told them I would, I'm going to. It helps me to remember that even though I might have a short memory, maybe somebody's still suffering. And even though it might have been a month ago, they still need intercession. So that's something that I've been trying to focus on. The connectivity aspect or the connection with God that we get by praying. and praying with maybe the, uh, the Psalms as our soundtrack, if you will, to help us to pray like David and some of those songwriters did. So that's something that's been as far as a spiritual growth that we've been focusing on. 
another thing that's been pretty intense is um, you know, Jared, brother Mark Teal, who's actually uh, my uncle, goes to church with you, has been taking some of the guys from our congregation through a, um, a study called the Genesis Process, which is a addiction relapse prevention curriculum, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. And even though I'm not, haven't been through rehab and I'm not trying to not relapse, it's an opportunity to work on some pretty deep character flaws that I have. And it's been pretty uncomfortable and it's been uncomfortable for all the guys who've been doing that, but it's been a great opportunity to be genuine and vulnerable with my brothers and to share struggles and to to be there for each other. It's been really huge for our congregation and some of our, some of our guys. Uh, it's kind of a, a punch in the face to be quite honest, to answer some of the questions in the workbook and really be honest with yourself about why certain things are a challenge. But um, I wouldn't say that anybody would enjoy it, but I would recommend it. <laughs> so on top of that, you know, life and family updates. Uh, Jacob is 10, Nathan is eight, and Jaybird will turn two in, in October. And so he's, uh, you know, running and walking and starting to talk. He, uh, he loves going to church most of the time. He will randomly shout Boba Fett during worship, which um, is great. And he amens enthusiastically. Not just after prayer, but when he hears me say amen about a good point in the sermon, he will say it repeatedly thereafter. Uh, and uh, Jacob know, Christopher, and the other day, Charlie, um, she was super excited about potluck. <laughs> and we were in the middle of communion and we did one of the prayers for communion. And whenever everyone said amen, she went, time for potluck. <laughs> It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get the whole shouting out whenever everything's quiet. Uh, thing. So man, fun times. Suffer the little ones to come for such is the kingdom of heaven. So Ty spoke last night and when he got up, Eden was standing in the seat next to Rachel. And of course she sees him and just tie, 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 tie. <laughs> and when he didn't ever look over, she just started going, ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> and he, he did well. He just troopered right through it. But oh. she was trying like crazy to get his attention. She was uh, pumped that he was up there. Well, I'm pumped that he's up there too. That's fantastic. He what did he a good about? job. He talked about trusting in God versus trusting in this world's riches. And as I've done the last couple of times, just kind of let him write the sermon and then I'll look over it. I made, in fact, this last one, I cleaned up some phrasing just to smooth over some, some young man's young men's ambitions <laughs> and uh, make it more palatable. And it was, it was all him. So. Yeah. That must be pretty satisfying to see him working hard at, edifying the congregation it is he's he's still got a lot of room to grow but this is the four fifth time he spoke it's the second time third time here at Plainview so yeah he's he's coming along and 
he has remained teachable, which, you know, spent a month at David Earl's this summer. And if, if you're not teachable there, you won't last long. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, Eden was, Eden was pumped and she really wanted to get his attention from up there. So. <laughs> mm, love kids in church. Speaking of potluck, Jacob loves potluck. He always gets so excited for second Sunday at home. And so, but man, that kid eats so much. He's, he's going to be tall and lanky like his grandpa, our father-in-law. So uh, he's got that definite Miller. So he's, he, Jacob is doing great. He's a, a thoughtful and observant young man. And he's just more grown up all the time and studies hard at school and, uh, he's just a good kid. Nathan, he is also, he's just really thoughtful. You know, if, if, if he thinks his mom is sad, you know, he'll, he'll bring her flowers or, you know, do something kind for her. You know, he picks up on that stuff and he tries to, tries to help people feel happy. He's a, a cheerful kid so much of the time. He just loves to bring joy. So life is fun. The kids are also doing Jeffrey, like what you were talking about. We do a blend where the kids go to school, the two older boys go to school on Monday and they do reinforcement at home with Laura Tuesday through Friday. And that works out really well for us, kind of a classical Christian education, kind of the best of both worlds. A lot of work. Uh, Hannah's got a work cut out for her. I mean, and, you know, any, any mom or any home that chooses to homeschool or whatever blend, it's a sacrifice for everybody. So I'd um, it's definitely hard. It's not the easy way out for sure. But uh, yeah, things are good on that front. And um, kind of some other, other thing at church we have going on is our elders have been having the teaching team do book studies on Wednesday nights. So we'll take an entire book. And basically we have a, a format, a template that we follow about things to bring out and high points to hit. And uh, recently I got to do the book of Ezra, really enjoyed getting to do that. I'll never look at the book the same way again. And I just love hearing my brothers go into these books and bring out these stuff that I never got and basically creating a context to understand the book better. So whenever I need to study it or approach it, you know, I've got this resource that they're sharing with the congregation. And so we're compiling all of these outlines so the church will have a resource that anybody can use and, and study and learn from moving forward. So that's been a really a cool thing. And the whole congregation, I think, has been blessed by that. So Yeah, I've seen some of your announcements and posts on social media and have been really intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's some of my favorite sermons. Like whenever you go through and do chapter studies, the like introductory um section yeah just to kind of give you some context a lens to look through that book at and look through or look at that book through um i have never considered just doing it all at once like what you guys have been doing and i i could see some major value in that yeah it's it's been really good and the guys have really worked hard and they have brought some quality stuff i mean it's been really good um Brother um, Michael Vandersice, last night he did the book of Job, 
and he just knocked it out of the park. He brought out some fantastic um, observations, um, especially about the timeline of Job and how to maybe some some clues on where to put that, like where who was he a contemporary of. It's interesting that he was not an Israelite and that he still had these concepts that were very mosaical in the language of a covenant and he knew God's word, right? I mean, he knew how to offer sacrifice and all these other things. It kind of puts him in the same, he, he postulated that he could have been a contemporary of Abraham um, and Melchizedek. So it's very interesting to think about some of those things. And I, d- I just love the investigation of, of scripture. Um, but at the same time, you know, in, in keeping with some of the other things, Jeffrey, you mentioned a point in one of our previous episodes about how that, you know, we could have all this knowledge about the Bible and then we could have a, a sparkling church attendance record and then the, our tax return would show how generous we are and still not be a very good Christian because we don't have a lot of love. And I think probably in earlier in my Christian life, I've put a lot of stock in saying, well, if you know a lot of doctrine, that's pretty important and that's a pretty good indicator that you're a solid believer. But here recently, you know, not that that being a good Bible student is not important. It absolutely is. But I've been just been focusing on the relationship aspect of not just knowing the things about God, but looking at God's word to know God. And when you stop looking at the scripture as a book of rules and standards, and instead you look about it as a guide on how to have a peaceful and and blessing-filled relationship with your creator, it just changes the way that you approach how you think about dealing with your neighbor, how you how you approach people at work, how you lead your family. It's just totally different. So that's something that I think I've been focused on recently. Um, that God's been teaching me. That's been part and parcel with a lot of my changes and how I view things. Mm-hmm. Um, when you take a lot of concepts away from the idea of waiting for this to happen until heaven and right. to Jesus implementing these things in his kingdom over which he is currently king that is meant to fill the entire earth that is now subject unto him, whether they admit it or not, acknowledge mm-hmm. it or not. Let's use that word. Yeah. I like that. Um, it, and I know this is a little touchy feely for a lot of people that generally take a, a doctrinal stance on the Bible, but it, it's kind of a Psalm 119 point of view where knowing God's statutes is knowing God. Mm-hmm. It, it's changing the mindset of, this is not an arbitrary list of commands that God gave us to show us how inadequate we are, but rather it's the truth about who he is and his righteousness and how we can be closer to him. Yeah. As the new Testament says, becoming a partaker in the divine nature. You know, that concept, Christopher is one that his, driven a lot of the change in my life as Mm -hmm. well. You know, I know that we've, over the last couple of years, we've talked a lot about love. Um, 
but changing the way that you look at God's word was kind of the, the stepping stone for that. Um, and then, you know, the next one was um, the first and second greatest commandments, those principles. But, you know, I remember distinctly in one of my trainings with an evangelist, I asked him, I was like, you know, what's, what's the difference? So, you know, I, I've been devoting myself to study for years. You know, I've, I've been involved in church work. Um, you know, what's, what's the difference in, in these guys who are ordained evangelists and, you know, what's, what's that X factor that they have that maybe I don't have. And I remember the answer confused me for a couple of years, really. Um, he said, I want you to go study Psalm 119. He said, and I think you'll find your answer there. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to really understand what I think he was trying to communicate. I don't want to give this guy too much credit um, because he he may not have realized how much how much mental turmoil he put me through, but he would probably take great joy in that because it was my call. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, looking at the way that, that David viewed God and his word through the lens of that chapter made me do a lot of thinking about the way that I viewed the scriptures and the way that I viewed God and my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty important. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting if you think back about how God teaches you things and how even studying the same bit of the Word of God now versus a year or two ago. You know, Hebrews 4.12 says that the Word of God is alive and powerful and it's sharper in the two-edged sword that cuts you to the bone. And it's a paraphrase, obviously. Reminds me of something that my father-in-law says, that God's word gives you what you need when you need it. And I believe that whenever you do expose your heart to the word of God, it's, it is it is alive. It is a, it probes you. It will find your weaknesses. It will convict you with the power of the Holy Spirit. It will teach you. And that's why you can't approach God's word lightly or flippantly. When you really set to it with your heart, it will find you out and it will interact with you and not in a way that, Oh, it's, you know, there's not going to be, you know, lightning flashes and thunder rolling, but it will, it will find you out. And it's, there's no other text in the world like God's word. You know, I'm a lover of literature of good literature. Let me back that up. (laughs) Um, but there is nothing and, you know, I'll just go ahead and say, since we like to talk about controversial things on this podcast, the new Amazon series that has come out, I won't watch because it's so far away from the source material. I am a fan of Tolkien and what he wrote. Uh Um, and it's because of that, I, I won't just won't partake of what they offer, but God's word is so much more impactful than even Tolkien consider since we've talked about it I want to pull a little Psalm 119 since it's something we've all kind of as we work on maybe drawing this thing to a wrap something we've all hit on that has moved us in our studies 
over the past few years. 119 verse 41 says, Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I shall have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. I will keep your law continually forever and ever. I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame, for I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love, and will meditate on your statutes. And just one snippet out of this passage that has, let me scroll down, 176 verses where David is leaning on the promises of God and the steadfast love. And how does he know those things? From God's commandments, from God's word, from his statutes, from his precepts. You know, our world has a tendency, I mean, our society has a tendency to look at God as a mean kid on the anthill, as the cosmic cop, looking for an opportunity to pull you over or throw you in jail or whatever the case may be. He's so much different than that. He longs to have a relationship with us. And he has gone out of his way to provide what was necessary for that relationship and then to demonstrate himself to us and what is necessary in that relationship. Well said. Well, this has been uh, a really fun, uh, you know, just kind of catching up, give some live updates, but, you know, we always want to bring something that'll be a blessing to our listeners. I feel like uh, we've, we've tried to do that tonight. Um, we're going to wrap it up. A couple of things we want to mention to you all listening out there. We are going to take a break next week. So for there will not be an episode out the last Monday of September, but we will pick up again on October. The looking at that Monday, the third, we will release another episode. We have something really fun planned in October and we're still hammering out the final details, but we think it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy talking about some of these things. So um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to coordinate, I guess you could say with spooky season. Is that fair to say guys? Not to uh, celebrate anything dark, but we are definitely going to uh, latch onto the mood of the season and bring some stuff that might be, um, interesting out of the scripture some material that you may not study very often but we're going to culminate in october with some things that will be very powerful and impactful as we uh hit the bottom of the year the end of october so it's going to be great i'm looking forward to it and we hope that you'll enjoy it too um so jared would you like to close us out with a prayer tonight bro love to Our gracious, most loving Heavenly Father, we come before you as we close this podcast out with thanksgiving in our hearts, thankful first and foremost for your son and the willingness he had to, with you, set a plan in motion to come and be a part of his own creation to redeem us of our own iniquity, to pay our price of sin, 
so that we might have hope of reconciliation in a relationship with you, that we can be your children. Father, with that, we thank you for your word, the providence that it has taken and the the work you have done to bring that word to us through the ages so that we can have it and have it in abundance that we might put it upon our hearts and know you. Father, we thank you for the relationships that we have with one another because of what you've done and the, the fact that you've made us all one people again in you. Father, we pray that you would help us to love your word, to love writing it upon our hearts and to not just take it from an academic level, but to truly put it to work in our lives that we might be your people and be your example, your image bearers in the world today, that the world might know that there is a king that sits upon the throne in heaven. Father, we pray that you would forgive us where we sin against you. Pray that you would be with all Christians all over the world, that they would be strengthened and edified and and carry out your work from day to day. And in all of that, Father, we pray that you would help us to ever grow in love, to grow in your love, and that the world might, when they look look upon us, see your love pouring out from us to them. All these prayers and blessings we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate that, brother. And uh, in closing, just want to mention in the show notes, we'll put a, a link to how you can find that Bible that Jeffrey and I had talked about, as well as maybe a couple other things we mentioned in the podcast today. So check out the show notes for more information. Thanks so much for your listening to this podcast. We hope it blesses you. Feel free to give us a like, a follow, a review, or a share. Thanks so much, and God bless. God bless.